Today's episode is one of the most powerful episodes we've recorded in a long time. It's going to get into the depths of this ultimate balance that we as business owners have to face. It's this family business balance. How do we do it? How do we do it successfully so that we don't rob from our families in order to build a business that nobody wants to be part of? Or how do we how do we make sure our family feels like they're heard and understood and that they're part of this journey along with us? Today, Wes Roberts and I from Wes Roberts Landscaping are going to be sharing our stories and how we over the last uh, you know 20 years or so in business a piece that we've helped that balance and created that balance in our families. Uh, it's going to be raw. It's going to be real. And at the very uh, end, I'm going to give you a, a, a tool in order to help you uh, understand your spouse and your family better so that you can show up better for them and they can be more of a cheerleader for you on your business journey so they can be what empowers you to take that empire that you started to the next level. So you're not going to want to miss this. Listen all the way to the end. Hello and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now. Let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, and this episode is sponsored by Yes Express, where we teach you how to get more yeses with less stress. So today we have the owner of Wes Roberts Landscaping on. He's also a conqueror of a 14,000 foot peak in Colorado. He's a badass part of our tribe. Uh, Wes Roberts, what's going on, brother? Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be here. Another beautiful, sunshiny day. Man, I'm loving it. Yeah. Shoot. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm sitting in a parking lot behind a Starbucks right now trying to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get your Starbucks first? I did get my Starbucks first, but nice, I, didn't, nice. I but just enough. I didn't want to have to leave the podcast to use the uh, the, the men's room, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ready to go, man. Perfect. Hey, um, I love all your posts of of getting out in nature. You've been hiking a lot yeah. now since Colorado, and I I love seeing that, man. What does what does nature do for you as a business owner? You know, it's funny. Um, well, the, in the kind of hiking that we're doing. So we just did 20 miles and slept out in the cold for a couple of days and my thermarest was leaking. So I actually mm. had to sleep on the ground ground. That was rough, but it's, um, you know, they're, they're, they're challenging too. So I always, when I go out, it's nice to get away. Number one, just to kind of calm the mind and, and drain away all the noise. But I always come home with a lesson. I always come home with something, uh, every single time. And sometimes multiple times, like the Colorado trip, you know, there's multiple things, but just came back with, um, with some, with some nuggets. I don't know, man, the Hills give it to me, you know? So, <laughs> now yeah. what were some of those nuggets? If you don't mind sharing from this sure. past trip? Well, so this last one, it was funny. We, we came upon this, uh, I think it's reishi or reishi mushroom. And, um, and, and I know a little bit more than the person that I was hiking with. And I knew enough that, that, that it was a reishi, reishi mushroom. He said, what is that for? I said, well, I said, it's, you know, man, it's one of those mushrooms that cures whatever ails you. You know, if you got a headache, if you're this, that, constipated, whatever it is, that reishi mushroom is the one. And 
Um, and then I, I was really enjoying my hike, but actually work crept in. Hmm. And I was stressed out about some things that I had buried and I really hadn't thought about. And they, they resurfaced um, and started to stress me out. And so I, I said, man, you know, I can't believe I hadn't attended to those things. And I'd subconsciously been carrying these stressors, these anxieties. So I said, man, I got to, it, it's, I got to go home. I got to sit and meditate and, and just kind of try to regurgitate up these things that I'm carrying subconsciously that, um, that's ailing me. So it was just like, you know, the message was you need to cure what's ailing you. And, and so I came home and I was like, first thing I'm doing, bang, we're doing this thing. Boom, boom, boom. And these things are done. And so I'm lighter. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I thought you were going to tell me a different yeah. story about mushrooms, but that's uh, different. <laughs> that would have been that's interesting. Out, that's outer spaces after dark. Yeah. Different podcast. <laughs> totally. Well, today, Wes, you know, I, I, I want to dive into a subject that uh, that most of us and as business owners deal with some very closely, some at a distance, some, uh, you know, in different levels of intensity, but it's balancing, you know, family and business. You know, I know yeah. over my last 25 years in business, it's been it's been a struggle at times when I start to get so focused on business and growth that I start to alienate myself from my family. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, most of us out there have experienced that at some point. I wanted to to have a conversation with you. And I know you've been in business a very long time as well and how you've gone, you know, the ups and downs and, and how you're managing those things and to to help have a bigger conversation with our industry about how to reprioritize our time. So yeah. Wes, have you have you found that to be a thing that you've dealt with over your career? Oh man, yeah, huge, 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 big, big battle. How long have you been married yeah. now, Wes? Uh, let's see. It would be 15 years, 14 or 15 years. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's been a long time and ups and downs struggles. And, um, and actually recently, you know, we're, we're going to counseling right now. Um, it was started because of a different matter, but it has tied into work for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're, we're making a lot of progress and we're actually the best we've ever been in 24 years. So it's, it's nice. Actually, you, you know, what was the one little litmus test for it was when I went away to this camping trip this last weekend, my wife and I both felt the emotions of missing the other person. Wow. Like we haven't done that since we dated. Hmm. You know, um, it's just been like, man, I can't wait to get away from her, get away from him. And you know, I need a break or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. We actually missed each other. And I'll tell you, like, I, I sat there with that emotion. I'm like, it sucks, but it's really cool. Yeah. Like, it's great that we're having these feelings again. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's, it's a long, hard ride, man. No, yep. no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, when we start business and it, our biggest goal is to make it succeed and we're willing to throw just about everything we've done in the past under the bus just to make sure that we don't have to deal with the fact that we could fail. That's the biggest yeah. fear, right? As business owners is this constant, constant voice in your head that either you're not enough or do you even have what it takes to do this? Or what happens if you fail? What will your family think? What will your friends think? What yeah. will your, you know, fill in the blank? Like, oh my goodness, like it's just not an option, especially for men. You know what I mean? Our egos kick in and we just can't fail. So we're willing to take, and I'm as guilty as anybody of this over my career of taking the focus away from a family and getting more into, or even my health or, or fitness, those kinds of things and, and putting it all in 
to the business side of things so that I don't have to deal with that. But the problem is that our families don't always see our our need to succeed in business because they see it as a means to an end sometimes, right? They'll see it as a uh, like, okay, that's what he does or she does during the day, but why can't they disconnect when they come home? Why is that text constantly ringing? Why is the phone ringing? Why are they not present at dinner? Why are they not even at dinner? Why are they out chasing all these jobs and they, they must be making money because they're never home. But then yeah. at the end of the year to look at the bank account and be like, damn, like we just made it through, but I <laughs> stole from my family the whole year. So I didn't have to deal with the fact that I might need some help. Yeah. You ever feel yeah. that? Oh, a thousand percent. And I mean, it's, it's complicated. There's a lot, I mean, everybody's an individual and everybody, I mean, we all have one thing in common that we, that we all have fear of failure. For sure. Like every entrepreneur, I would think most have that fear of failure. But there's after going to this, the counseling and, and, and doing this, there, it, it is there's a little bit it's complicated. So myself, I have just basically I've sacrificed my life. You know, I, I it's seven days a week. Man, I've done that for years. Mm. Very, very, very little time off at all. Um, coming home and, and, uh, not being the most pleasant person, um, giving them the scraps of time that were left and not very quality, um, the, the amount of time that I was there with them. So that's, that's, it's not fair to them and it's not fair really to you, to ourselves. You know, we work this long and this hard and we sacrifice, I've, I've thrown away, all my hobbies, all my free time. Um, it's just work. That's the way it's been uh, for a very long time until recently. Um, I've, it, I just, and, and for me, the journey started with just a question and I don't know how it came up, but like, you know, do you love yourself or do you take care of yourself? Do you do? And I never looked at it like, no, to me, I'm just the you know, just a, a, a disposable um, soldier in this fight. Like, I don't care about my my personal life or whatever. I'm fighting to be a successful business over, owner so that I can provide financially for my family. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. I really don't care about me. But once I started tapping into that, like, hey, man, it's okay to have a life. It's okay to to like who you are. It's okay to be proud of yourself and the things that you've done. It's hard. It's, it's, it goes against my grain a thousand percent. Um, but I just started to let go a little bit. And, and, and so I've been doing things. I've been, I have a life now. Things can wait, you know, um, if it's just taking control, it's time management of the business better than I've been doing it before. And, time for my family too, big time. So we've been doing stuff now, man, every weekend we're going someplace new and just kind of making up for lost time. So the journey started with me of just taking care of myself and trying to learn how to love myself, which I don't know that I, that I do yet now that I'm talking out loud, but I have taken it a hell of a lot easier on myself. Yeah. Um, I still bust my ass. I guess I'm just a little more efficient at work. Um, maybe I'm working a little more, a little smarter than harder because yeah. it was certainly hard the way I was doing it, no, you know? No. And, and, and that's what I say too, is like, if, if you don't love your life, you're doing it wrong, you know? And so, um, 
just got to switch things up. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And no, I've been that's, no, that's yeah. good. I'm glad to see that you're making that progress because it took me way too long to learn that as well. Where yeah. I just pour everything into the business because it's the one thing that screams the loudest and it's the biggest egg in your face yeah. if it fails. Right. And if, if you have to go back with your tail between your legs to your family and say, I stole a lot of time from you for the last few years and I've got nothing to show for it. That is right. like the biggest kick in the nuts you can possibly get. Right. And right. to think, you know, a lot of times our families tolerate this because they think, you know, the question always for them and everybody, every human is what's in it for me. Right. So if, if he or she is out working yeah. constantly on this business and one day there's going to be a big payoff and we're going to have the house we want or the lifestyle we want, or life's going to be easier or just fill in the blank, whatever that goal or success formula is for you, mm-hmm. you know, and then it doesn't come after all of the loss you know, of time and of focus and, and presence, especially if you have kids at home. My goodness, man, I've yeah. I've had many coming to Jesus moments with that one where I'm stealing from my family and my kids are like, where's Papa? He's he's constantly working. I might work from home, but I was constantly moving, constantly out on job sites, constantly not there physically. And then mm-hmm. I, when I was there, I was not present with them. I was physically like, oh, I showed up to their birthday. But my mind was who texted me? What's this project going to, you know, is is it going through? It's not going to go through. Do we need some kind of augmentation to the permits? Do we, are they happy with stuff? Are this clients pissed about this thing? And it just, it zapped me. I couldn't sleep at night. All those things. I was robbing from all of my, my, you know, my time for my family. Cause that's, you know what? They love us. They're going to give us the grace of, of just accepting what we're doing. Our clients won't, they might write a bad review. They right. might get pissed yeah. off. They might like, so we have a bigger, there's, there's more fear and risk on the client side than there is in our own family. Now, Wes, right. that's ass backwards. We know that we right. know that deep down, but we're willing to, to risk that and gamble that away. So you wonder why our loved ones oftentimes will look at us like, do you really need to do that? Couldn't you right. be at this baseball game? Couldn't you be at this, you know, fill in the blank space? Uh, couldn't you go to the aquarium with us on Saturday? No, I got to work. I got to work. For some right. reason, there's like this higher value, a higher calling. Like that stuff is below me. That family stuff. That's your job. Yeah. And I'm going to go out and make the money, right? That might be an old fashioned mindset. But the problem is your kids are watching. That's a big thing, man. They're not That's listening to your words. They're watching your actions. Nah. And you're modeling the right way to do it. So look in the mirror, man. If it's not what you expect or not what you want your kids to believe or want them to live their life like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. Now that one hits close to home for me. So, you know, on the, 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 uh, the journey that we're on of self-improvement and self-discovery and self-awareness and entrepreneurship and all that, all that, um, you know, there's the, there's the fear of failure and there's, you know, the, the, we can overcome any obstacle and all, there's all this stuff that we're constantly working on to, to, to do good in business, but, and be successful as people. And, and, um, when you go to counseling, I think typically they want to tie it to childhood. Hmm. So they, you know, and I, and I talk about the surface stuff. Well, you know, it's the fear of failure. This is why I'm doing all these things. And, the counselor's like, yeah, but let's go to childhood. You know, mm, let's talk yeah. about what happened there. Like, why are you, you know, I, I explain, and, and it's hard for people to understand the depth and in and, and the amount of energy and time that we pour into businesses. Like if you're not an entrepreneur, it's we're we must seem absolutely insane to other people, but um, talking to him and, and explaining to him the, the efforts and the links that I go through to, to, to make this thing successful. 
he wants to know why, like, you know, what is it about your childhood? So I look back, my father was extremely busy. Um, you know, he was very invested and he had a, a business that, that he ran and that took up a lot of his time. And then he had personal things that he was interested in and that took up the rest of it. And so there wasn't a lot of time for me, you know? And so mm. when I, you know, I, I, I made a, a, an oath to myself that when I have a family, I'll never do that. Never. Like, that's not going to be me. I'm going to bust my ass and make this thing successful and provide for my family. And my wife wants a swimming pool now. And my daughter wants this and that, whatever. And I'm working on the materialistic side of things in the same breath, though, I'm not around. Mm. I've actually become the person I didn't want to be. Yeah. And, uh, that's just thinking about it in those terms. I'm like, oops, not important, not as important. I've, I've, got my priorities screwed up and I need to, I need to put the family first. We I say family first, but I never, those were my words, not my actions. Yeah. You know, now it's, I'm actually, I, I do put them first and it's, it, it's an awesome change. And yeah. I didn't know too, is, is how close to the edge, like after going to counseling and we're talking back and forth with things, my wife was close, man. She was, she was not happy. She was not satisfied. When you look back, she just turned 49 and, you know, life kind of hits you square in the eyes. Then it's like, well, shit, did you get everything done? You know, you're getting, you start to think about retirement now. And like, we're on the other side of this thing. And, and, um, have you enjoyed your life so far? Yeah. Not so much, not with me. You know, we haven't done, we, we've got some things that we've got time to make up for. So, but that's where we, we happen to be in that space. Now we have been for a while and it's, it's just beautiful. It's amazing. And what are some of the, the changes you made, you know, and, and not even psychological changes, but the physical changes you made that your wife knows that now she's a priority and that you're making these shifts. So what are some of the steps you took uh, along your journey? Yeah. So it's the little things, you know, what, it's the little things around the house. She needs help with the house stuff, mm -hmm. taking the garbage out doing these little things, going back to what you said about being beneath me, you know, like taking trash out and doing these chores around the house. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I was up to fucking midnight last night doing estimates. I, I didn't think of, you know, it's all I eat, sleep, drink. I got to get up. I'm up at four o'clock taking cold showers, running up there, doing meditations. Like I'm doing all this stuff. I can't take out trash. That's way beneath me. And I can't do these items in the house. Can't you, you've got a nine to five job. Like, you're doing a great job keeping the house up. Keep, keep up the good work, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but, um, but they do need help. It is a teamwork thing. Yeah. It's not, I'm not better than that. I need that. I need to take out that trash. That's a, that's a part of being a, a teammate and a, and a partner in that house. You know, the crazy part, Wes, it's not even the garbage or the washing of the car, not the physical act that they're most yeah. interested in. It's the fact that you stopped and you did it. Yeah. That's the crazy part. They just want to see that yeah. your intent was right. Like, can you take the garbage out? It's not because they can't. It's not because they won't. It's because yeah. they want to see that you would do it for them. They want right. to make sure you're still connected and that you'll listen and yep. that you'll help and add value and all that kind of stuff. And when you say no, you're saying, no, I don't have time for you, not for the garbage. That's how it's being taken. 
because they're testing all the time to make sure that you are still in this relationship as well. So be careful of those things. It's not a bad thing. They're simply trying to make sure they're checking you because that's their not their job. But thank God in, in, in relationships that there are those mechanisms back and forth, because as we get focused, you know, my wife owns a business as well. And, you know, she gets into her side of things at times. But we've over the last 20, almost 20 years now that we've known each other. We figure out a way to have that conversation and to, to know if we're becoming too distant from each other. And if I'm spending way too much time running businesses as opposed to spending time with family, you know, and we now we've been through some of those rougher times where she's just like, OK, well, there was plenty of time where we'd walk along in our morning walks and she would talk and I would hear I wouldn't listen. Mm, my mind yeah. is somewhere else. I've got all my stuff for the day and my stuff is so much more important than her stuff talking about her friends or family, not the family side of things, but things that she might be doing that I'm kind of like, I hear blah, blah, blah in the background as we're walking along. And then two weeks later, she'll ask me a question about that just because it tied into something else we're talking about. And I'll have no clue what she said. Yeah. And then she's like, well, are you actually listening or just hearing? And I'm like, I was listening, I was hearing back then, not listening. And right. then I feel really bad because that's our time and it's being, you know, kind of taken over by these other business stuff. So it has to be conscious again. It's like, no, 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 conscious. You got to right. constantly keep checking, right? That's why meditation, all those things are so important to bring you back to mm. present. And then when you go right. out for those walks or whatever you're doing, that you're present and listening, that's most of the time they yeah. just want to be listened to. That's the main thing. And we get so busy with our more important stuff right. that they feel like they're not important to you anymore. Right. It's putting ourselves in the other person's shoes. You know, we're always thinking about ourselves and 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 where we're coming from, but from their side of things, my wife anyway, um, would always question, do I love her? Do I really love her? Because mm. all she wants is these little things done and I'm not doing it. So when I, if I, if I do a, a, say I did a week of taking the trash out all the time, she would start to think, oh, you do love me. So, you know, it's those yeah. little things, but yeah, that's the small chores, but actually being present, going places on the weekend, um, making them a priority that it's those actions that prove that we do love them because when all we're doing is work, 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 and we're not present with them and we don't do the little th things they ask, what other feeling could they feel like they're not important? Yep. Obviously, they're not important. Obviously, we don't care about them as much as we care about our business. You know, I think, too, man, you got to be honest with yourself. And it's okay. You can have the conversation between you, yourself, and the wall. Do you love your business more than your family? Yep. There was times that I did. I certainly, you know, deep down in my soul, I'm, I, I know that if push came to shove, I would choose my family. But, my God, I was spending – my actions sure said something else. And, and now it's, I, I am in a definite headspace of my family is a, is a thousand percent first. I love my business yeah. and, and I, and I definitely want to succeed, but, um, but it's family first. man. No doubt, dude. And it's, but it's priority, right? Because, you know, the family can, will give you space. They'll understand, <laughs> but customers don't. Right. And banks don't and yeah. equipment, you know, payments don't. And, you know, uh, your your any partners or whoever you're paying, like all the people you owe money to, they don't they're not quite as understanding as your family. So you feel more fear toward them. So you want to keep everything in line. Uh, and then next, you know, your family, you know, does does uh, does suffer in that sense. But it it doesn't show up right away. It's the little things. It's the not taking the garbage out because you're yeah. too busy or you're you're leaving an hour earlier every morning just in order to make sure your day goes easier. And dude, 
love a business. I've been through that too, where the business becomes my main focus and I kind of fall out of love with everything else except for that business. And sometimes it's monetary. Sometimes it's because I want to be successful in my own eyes. Sometimes it's going back to the childhood. You know, I've been through those processes as well, where, cause it all stems from that. Right. And it's trying to make my father proud of me, right. By seeing all my actions and what I'm doing. So is that my motivator and is that a healthy motivator, um, for, for pushing forward? And I just want my, you know, my family to, to think of me as, as, you know, successful, but is it worth stealing from them to get that illusion in your own head? Because them success is different than what's in your head. Success is right. So for them, it's a matter of you being present providing being the masculine man you are like all of those kinds of things that's success to them but for you it's about big bank accounts and lots of things that you can here's here's gonna be a kick in the nuts not for you but just for people mm-hmm. listening making lots of money to make up for the regret you have in your soul of all the time you're stealing from them mm-hmm. like oh so i'm gonna work all these hours so i can make all this money so that we can go on a trip and i can be disconnected from you anyway still on my phone working at home <laughs> and i can right have right. we not all done that oh, yeah. i've been there a hundred times right. dude Right. It is. It's a nonstop cycle of regret and trying to then fulfill that with more money and more success so that the regret goes away and it doesn't. The only way you get rid of the regret is by going back into those four F's that we talk about, starting Mm -hmm. with faith, family, fitness, finance. Those have to be on the agenda every single day. They all have to get attention or you're going to start living a life of regret. And that is the worst fucking feeling there is, is constantly having that, that knot in your stomach, knowing you should be doing something. You should be at that soccer game. You should be at that rehearsal dinner. You should be out with your wife on date night, but you're not because you're trying to prove something to yourself and they're suffering for it. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Like we all do that as entrepreneurs. We all go through that process. I am absolutely down in the, in the trenches with everybody with that. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been through it many times. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing is, I guess it really starts with honesty with yourself too. I mean, you have to be honest with where you spend your time and where your, your, um, where your heart is most of the time. And are you present or not? And all those things, because just like I had this, <laughs> I just had an employee come in yesterday. He lasted one day and, um, you know, I could, you could see when I was onboarding and, and doing the, the onboarding thing and, and talking to him, he was not listening and not paying attention and his body language um, really spoke volumes. I'm like, man, this kid doesn't give a shit and blah, 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 blah. Our, our wives, even though we come home, we may be bullshitting ourselves and bullshitting our wives. It's the body language and the little things around the dinner table or how we mm-hmm. treat them. They just how we can pick up. I mean, for anybody that's been in business long enough, I think we can all as somebody, the way the guy walks through the door, like, ah, fuck, he's not going to work out. Like, you know, we, we know people so quick now. Um, and and that should be years and years and years of dealing with people. Um, but, but you know, our wives have been on this planet too, and they know how to read people. And so they, they can see through our bullshit. Uh, maybe clearer than we can. So mm-hmm. that that's, and then they start to question themselves and they have all their fears and all this shit. So yeah, got to start with being honest with yourself, honest with the situation, love the four F's, um, incorporate that. And um, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. No, no doubt, dude. And you know, you're right. When it comes to business is going to try to take as much, just like anything else, right? It'll take as much attention as you'll give it. 
you know, and when you start to reprioritize exactly what's important to you, then, then things start to change. And it's what we like to call yes management, right? Mm. I've been working with my coach, my business and life coach for years on yes management and saying no to really good things. So you can say yes to the biggest priorities. So it is a matter of this, this might be painful for some people. And it was painful for me when I first started is to look in the mirror, stare yourself square in the eyes and ask yourself, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. What do I want from life? And you, I'm sorry, but you can try to lie, but you can't lie when you're looking at yourself. That's awesome. And let yourself cry it out. Whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. Look at yourself with an honest look and say, what am I here for? What am I trying to achieve? What success mean to me? All these kinds of things. Because once you start looking at yourself, you know, you can't bullshit. You're, yeah. it's, it's straight, straight back to the soul. Yeah. And then you start writing things down and you say, you know what? I really don't know if I need all this, this, and this. Maybe the business is getting bigger than I want it to be, or maybe this isn't the business for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe what I need to do is pull back a little bit. Because you know what the craziest part, Wes, is I find that when I start pulling back on some of those those demands of my time and start mm-hmm. saying no to certain things mm-hmm. business-wise, that all of a sudden my family time is more present. I get, it's, it's much better. I feel better in those spaces. And then the craziest thing happens. The business starts to grow on its own. Yeah. Because I'm finally starting to get my priorities straight. And, you know, it, it's, it seems like a step backwards, but it's actually a tremendous step forward by getting those things right. But it takes that uncomfortable exercise of looking in the mirror and being brutally honest with yourself of what you see. And then not just what you see and beat yourself up, because we can all do that. I did that for years. Oh, yeah. It's what's next. How are we going to fix that problem? Yeah. Right. We're, we're solution monkeys here. So we're out there always looking to try to solve problems. So how are we going to do that? Who do I need? Right. Yeah. Who do I need in my life in order to help that, um, you know, grow faster or, or to change? Um, who do I have to be brutally honest with in my life that I've been playing and placating that I've been talking to and just trying to keep them happy because I'm a people pleaser and becoming, you know, as a recovering people pleaser myself, I felt like I kept saying yes to everybody and every opportunity because I didn't want to say no and all that. And who do I have to say, even if it's people that you love and are close to you saying no is okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. And so important. That was great. What you just said too. And, and that's, you know, I was trying to do it all myself. I think classic, mm. you know, entrepreneurial problem of the, of doing it all yourself instead of delegating and shipping some stuff off to other people. And when you force yourself to say, okay, no, I'm going to have some me time. I'm going to have some family time. You still have that, oh, shit, but all this needs to get done. Okay, solution monkey, figure it out. Like, okay, who's going to do that for you? And I actually now have... My uh, bookkeeper now is amazing and mm-hmm. she's taking a lot off of my plate and she's like hungry to take stuff off of my plate. So um, continually feeding her and it's liberating. It's freeing. You know, you, you can't do it all. You have to step yeah. back. It'll force you to. And like you said, I think stepping back, I feel more in control. It's more on my terms. I have the, the, the balance is, is better. And I believe we're making longer, bigger steps in, in the, in the, uh, in the way of success. So, um, it does, it's, it's goofy. It's so hard to let that death grip go. You got to pry those fingers off that bone, (laughs) but, um, try it because it's scary, but it definitely works. Yeah. Wes, for, yeah. 
Yeah. For, for most of my career, I was the guy just like you, dude, like everything I had to do everything. Yeah. Cause no one would do it as good as me. I didn't yeah. have the money to pay somebody. I had all the excuses, man. I had right. good ones too. Like oh, ones yeah. that were sunk in my soul. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. I'm like, there's no way anybody else could do that. Right. And when I started to listen to other business owners that had multiple businesses in different sectors, different industries, all that kind of stuff, I started like, how can they possibly do it? They're only one person, you know, uh, uh, Bezos gets 24 hours. Wes, you and I get 24 hours. Right. How the hell can he scale a company as big as he did? And we can barely keep a landscaping company <laughs> running, right? It's, it's allocation yeah. of time sure. and it's the who, not how mentality, right. you yeah. know, and, and his goal and it, as is mine now is how fast can I fire myself from my business? Yeah. That's my focus yeah. every day. How fast can I fire myself from my business as yeah. the owner? Because as the owner, you should be owning a business, right? not doing the business. Right. Right. That's, and, and that's how I paint success. And it's not because I want to sit on a couch and eat, you know, uh, Cheetos all day long watching TV. That is not in my, my character, but the reality is I don't want to have the obligation of all those responsibilities when others do it better and faster than me. And they get such joy in it where I don't get as much joy in certain things. So I keep the things in business that I truly love to do. Yep. And the other stuff I hand off who not how mentality, right. Handing those hats off, but it can be scary. Cause it's like, oh, we don't have the money to do that. Or how do I teach somebody to do it? Or they're not going to do it the way I would do it. They wouldn't talk to my clients the way I would. That's where systems and processes come in. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you start saying, this is how we do it. And the other person just follows those things. They're yeah. pretty simple to set up. Yeah. But the reality is knowing that your, it, it, again, it's, it's, what is your goal? What does success look like in business for you? And yep. for me, it's, it's owning multiple businesses <laughs> that are running incredibly well by talented people that are getting joy every day from what they're doing. For yeah. the most part, not every day is perfect. We get that, but you know, it, that's the case. So how fast can I fire myself? So if you out there listening, think about that. How fast could you fire yourself and get somebody else in your position? And it doesn't happen overnight. Just like Wes just said, bring a bookkeeper in. That's one of the first steps. I usually tell people get a bookkeeper and then just hand all that math off to them. Right. And then just they they manage that stuff in the background. You need to look over them once a month, but that's it. You take all that pressure off all the payroll, all that stuff off your plate. Mm -hmm. Now, it gives you a little bit more time, but you do it slowly. Yeah. Incrementally. You know, like, all right, maybe uh, if Kathy's your, your bookkeeper, maybe Kathy could do this. I got yeah. a problem with QuickBooks. Hey, Kathy, how would you fix this problem? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Like, I don't want to do payroll anymore. Kathy, do you payroll? Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, yeah, I do payroll. Cool. How much is it? 14 bucks a month. All right, cool. Whatever. Like, it's, it's yeah. stupid cheap. And you're like, all right, what's my time worth of my family? If I can get two hours back a week, is 14, 25, $100, whatever worth two hours with my family? Hell Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just unloading piece by piece. So it's not this monster mountain, just like when we climb the mountain in Colorado, it's a step at a time. Right. And eventually you're at the top, but it's the steps you got to take and not just think you're going to run to the top in 13 seconds because that's impossible. So that's, that's how I was. And for the longest time, I kept thinking I had to do it instantly. And if it wasn't instant, I didn't get the gratification. And then I'm like, okay, well then what's the point of doing it at all? And then I'm yeah. going to stop. Right. But it's the incremental, it's the incremental growth that really sets that trajectory for right. your success. Right. You got to define success first. Right. Yeah, hundred percent have to define success, have to have that why factor, you know, the mm -hmm. why factor that gets you through all the bullshit because it's not a straight line. You know, there's ups and downs up the mountain and not to look for, you know, that was the big thing for me in Colorado was all the stress and pressure and focus on the reaching the, the top. Uh, it, it was, I came to a point where that, that's just, I saw how ridiculous that was and how frustrating that was and how negative that was is just to focus on the next step and just keep repeating that. And, 
um, that was that was one of the nuggets I took from Colorado was just you know, set the set the the uh, set the success definition, get your why factor in line, set your priorities, make a game plan. Okay, today I only need to worry about this, this, and this. Yep. Just focus. Yeah. And then what else can I hand off? Yeah, right. Start fire yourself fast. Oh man, that's yeah. That's kind it's of not easy. It's easy to talk about, but it's yeah. not it's not the simplest path. It there's a ton of trust and trust is built within you first. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always try to trust other people and it doesn't work and then you blame them. But the reality is trust is an inward game. You got to trust yourself first before you can trust other people. Yeah. And uh, I have a famous saying that is, you know, it's it's not a problem until it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes I spun my wheels right. for years about worry about all kinds of stuff. What could happen if I handed it off? And you know what? I'd stay up at night and I was a nervous wreck at times, especially starting new businesses or new projects or whatever. And man, like it, like, but I'm thinking, dude, that's like worry is kind of like paying interest on a loan that I don't even have. Yeah. Think about it. You know, I've heard that said many times that way. And I'm like, it is so true. It's like, I'm yeah. paying on something that I don't even own. So why am I paying it? And 98% of the time, the shit doesn't happen anyway. So that just sounds like wasted time to me. It's easy to say that, but it's next to, to put that in and, and flip the card each time your brain starts going or your saboteurs come out and you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail. Right. It's going to happen. Watch this right. guy failed. And you're like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Watch me. It's not going to happen this time. Right. You know, that's another one too. I just had that one post that obstacles are what we see when we lose sight of the the goal or, or something along yep. those lines. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, even today I have, I've had last night and today I had some issues that started dragging me down the, the wormhole of negativity. And, yep. um, it's, it's, it's like there you're, you're focusing on these obstacles again. These are stupid. Fuck this situation. It's it is what it is. You, you know what you got to do. There's no more time to invest thinking about it. Like stop yeah. it. Move on. These those are the things that are beneath you. Not the taking out the trash. Not the taking the next step. Worrying about shit that should be beneath us. That's because ninety eight percent of that bullshit never happens. We have to protect ourselves and be smart and strategic and all those things, and we will. And there's a bunch of what ifs. But fuck it. Enjoy your life. Like, you know, right. you're going to figure it all out. It's uh, it's just a, it's a crazy we can. We make it whatever, we, whatever it is. So if you, you want to I just saw a T-shirt the other day. It, it said or the T-shirt says or maybe worrying will help. You know, like yeah. that's, it's ridiculous. When does war worrying about anything ever help? It doesn't stupid move on. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely dude. And I want to spin this full circle back to, um, you know, back to the, the conversation about family and business, Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to our spouses and I'm going to speak as a, uh, you know, as a man with a wife <laughs> and I got, I guess I got to preference that today, but anyway, um, with that being the case, you know, there's something that I learned a long time ago, um, that's in some of you guys might've heard this before, but it's called the five love languages, right? Mm-hmm. I mentioned yeah. it earlier, but it's understanding how other people how they receive best, mm-hmm. right? You can give, if you're somebody who loves to give gifts and most people give in their love language, believe it or not. So if somebody always giving you gifts, most likely they like getting gifts. It's not mm-hmm. always the case, but if, or if they write nice things, it's usually words of affirmation or acts of service. If they're always there to help you like this, they usually give in their love language. But if you're giving 
somebody. I'm going to go through all those here in a moment so yeah. that uh, listeners out there can be introduced to this idea because it changed my life and how that my wife and my relationship dynamic work. Because now I, once I understood her love language, I knew how to show her the highest level of love mm-hmm. um, quickly so I can do it all the time. And she's always reaffirmed that I'm present because she mm-hmm. knows that, that I know what she likes, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, for, for me personally, I'm not someone who likes to get, get, get gifts. For me, it's words of affirmation, right? It's, it's somebody just taking time and, and just saying something nice is, is, is that's more than enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, on the other hand, she likes that, but her highest level is gifts. She loves it. And it's not because she wants things. She can buy whatever she wants. It's not the point. The point is that there was thought. Mm-hmm. You went to a store. Like when I'm traveling, I'm always looking for something interesting that she mm-hmm. couldn't get anywhere else. Because mm-hmm. then when I bring it back to her, she will remember the place that I told her I bought it and the story around it. Every time she puts it on, she replays that story in her head. And to her, that makes her heart feel good. Yeah. Right. So that's the difference. And for me, I'm like, Oh, it's a gift. Cool. I may or may not use it. You know, for me, it's all practicality. So I don't, I don't wire those things to that. (laughs) So if you're, if you're out there as a guy, or I guess even as a woman too, and you're struggling to communicate that the love connection back and forth, here are the five love languages. So first is words of affirmation. So hearing or offering assurance through words, that's one piece. So saying, I love you, or just saying, hey, how was your day? Or, you know what, you did a really good job today, or you had a really rough day. Do you want to talk about it? Like they need to have communication. That's a big piece. Second one is physical touch. And that just goes as it stands. So love is manifested as intimacy or presence, right? You get a touch on the arm, uh, a kiss on the neck, uh, a hug that lasts longer than just a squeeze quick, something that they can feel you. Like that physical touch is super important because then they know you're present and you're there with them. Third one is acts of service. So offering one's time, energy, or resources to benefit the other without expectation. So Wes, that's the big piece is without the expectation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, okay, the garbage, perfect example, you know? So you're like, I'll take care of the garbage, honey. I got it. It's garbage. Anybody that's able-bodied can do that. Right. But they want to know you're doing it because they're like, oh, look at that. He loves me. Mm-hmm. She loves me. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They're doing this for me. It's not the garbage. They don't care about that. Right. You know, clean the cat litter, stuff that seems below you. Reasonably, they're thinking, I just want to see if he'll do it or she'll do it. Right. Are they still connected knowing that they're part of this family dynamic? Uh, the th- fourth one here is gifts. So love spoken as a surprise. Gifted, um, the gifted object symbolizes thoughtfulness and validation of affection. Some people are wired that way. I'm not, but I'm mm-hmm. not everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but knowing your spouse or knowing your friend group or whatever, whatever their love language is, and you can give in that language. That's a really nice part. And if you don't know, and you don't want to ask, just watch. How are they giving? Yeah. That typically is their language. Yeah. The last one here is quality time. So one-on-one time spent together, sharing experiences together as an expression of love. So that's just sitting down watching a movie together or going for a walk or just spending quality time present with each other. That's a super important. So every one of us has all these in us, Mm -hmm. but there's one that is the highest, right? right? The highest one, the highest love language. And when you discover that about yourself and your spouse, then you guys can communicate through that love language. So that's how you bring your spouse along in this journey, because ideally a business becomes a magnifier of you and your personality, right? It gives you a bigger stage to become a bigger, better version of yourself, right? Right? Because you can empower teams and do all this other stuff. But if you don't know who you are, then who are you empowering? Is it just your ego or is it truly? Because that's, that's when your family starts to see your business as a major asset to your life. 
is the fact when they see it, it brings the best out in you, mm. not the worst. Yeah, right. Yeah, hundred percent. And dude, I love see the fact that you know your wife's love language. Yes. Just because you know what that is. I know you love your wife. Like I know she's mm. a high priority in your life. She feels the same way. Yeah. So to the audience or to anybody, to me, what's my wife's love, love language? Uh, what are those again? Like I'd have, to, I don't know it off the tip of my thumb. Yeah. Um, but, and, and that ties into too, at the counseling, you know, when, when you go through and you, and you tell a, a non-entrepreneur or I guess they are entrepreneurs, but you know, the type of shit that we do and you go, Oh, I'm up at 4am and I do this and I do that. And I blah, 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 all through the day. And it's like, wow, man, that's insane. The amount, how hard and what effort you put into your business. And so what if you put that kind of effort into your marriage? Mm. Woo shit. Yeah, like, Bang. yeah. What do you do again for your, so how hard do you work at your relationship with your wife? How hard do you work at your relationship with your children and your family and all this? Oh, oh, you don't, you don't, oh, you don't have a mission statement for that. You don't have a, a, a definition of success for that. Like, you know, all the things that we do for business. So that is, was a, was a really hit me hard like that. So yes, learn your, your wife's love language, you know, that, and that's funny too, because it was, let's see, it was my daughter's birthday coming up. And typically I would show up, you know, at the last minute and, and with a bunch of work on my mind and, and kind of just be there as a, you know, get through the, the, the birthday party and, and um, then I'm back to work or, or whatever. This time I sat and I, and I just thought, I just meditated on, Hey, this birthday party's coming up for my daughter. What can I do? What, what, what can I do that will make my wife and my daughter super happy? You know, like, how can I make this yeah. great? And I thought about it and thought about it. I'm like, it's simple, man. She just needs a partner. She just needs help making sure everybody has drinks, making sure the food's out, making sure the garbage, make sure it's not piling. Just be a team player on this thing. So I didn't say yeah. anything to her and I went and did it. And she was like blown away. You know, yeah. I sang happy birthday with a smile. I took pictures. I did. I was invested. I was there for the first time. Um, because I consciously made effort for this relationship, for this party, for everything. So that's a great question is, you know, what if we put that much effort like we do into our businesses, into our families, Yeah, yeah. you know, so that's huge. We do all this, you know, focus on what's our market segment, what's our, you know, our perfect client avatar. We're willing to spend days figuring Uh, that stuff out. uh, but what's your fi- wife's favorite color? Yeah, dude. You know, what's, yeah. what's your kid's favorite meal? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, dude, like I ain't got time for that kind of stuff. That doesn't no. make any difference. But you take the love languages to another level by not just your spouse, but also family members. Yeah. They all have love languages. Your yeah. children. Yeah. Right. And and I just turned 44 a couple of days ago. And uh, for my birthday, it's always interesting to see what, you know, how that works out as far as like gifts and things like that. Cause my family knows that I'm not a gift guy. Right. If I want something, I go buy it. Right. right. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm more practical that way. Right. Um, but something to me that means a, a ton to my soul is when people write nice things, right. Or they write or create something or they draw something that reminds them. So that's, that to me is the words of affirmation, right? So okay. they, my, my oldest son, he drew me my tattoo, my three chevrons, right? He took that chevrons and he put it in and he made this whole thing about, 
uh, on top, it said uh, three, like something about primary colors. I forget the exact words, but he said, you're like primary colors. You need these three things and you can make anything in life out of them. And I'm like, mm. you're 15, right? So he writes this whole thing about it. And then at the end, he says, um, you know, it says on top, it says uh, the way I see you as loving, as kind and as inspiring, you know, and as a father of a 15 year old boy, I'm like, that hit me right in the feels, you know what I mean? I'm sitting right there like there. tearing up and I'm like, holy moly, but he made it like this, this, this incredible, like he put a lot of thought into it and right. he, he said a beautiful word, especially at a time in life when kids are starting to kind of figure themselves out. And right. I was like, damn, right. And my youngest son, he, and so my oldest, he likes words of affirmation. That's part of his love language too, right? It's yeah. probably one way they're developing now, but that's one of the main ones. Um, and my youngest, he loves gifts. He just loves gifts. That's what he loves. People thinking of him and buying him stuff. He loves that. So he got me a hat and says, I'm the boss. <laughs> so, so I'm like, but, but Oliver, everyone knows I'm the boss. It's not like I, I need to wear a hat for that. Right. There's a presence, there's an energy with that. And he just laughs, but that's how he gives. Right. So right. I'll wear the hat, of course, but, and it's, it's interesting. And, and, but to understand your family's love language, there's an entire book about this guys. I don't sell anything about this, mm -hmm. but if you go out and look five love languages, you'll find that on Amazon, it'll teach you this stuff. And if you and your spouse read this, you may have some big aha moments. And if you can, if you can strategically lay out and and word it in a way that your business becomes an, an intensifier of your love for that person because it makes you more, you know, because money is only a magnifier. It only it, and it enhances what you are inside. Mm -hmm. Right. If you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. You squeeze an orange, you get an orange juice. You can squeeze an orange all you want. You're not going to get pineapple juice out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes to money, it's an it's a magnifier. So if you're an awesome person and you're in your family, see that your business or business is intensify your your amazingness, then they're going to be totally on board and they're going to be your biggest support system. But when they feel like it's been that, that that business is more of a priority and it gets more of your attention and they start feeling like they're in competition for your attention with that business, they're going to try to put it down. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you've got to make sure your job as the owner is to keep that balance. And the way you balance it is by understanding what your family needs of you and make sure you're over delivering there first. Mm -hmm. And then you can get into the business and run that. And it's all fun and games and it's good. And but having them realize that that business is an intensifier. And then as that business grows, your connection to your family grows. And when that happens, my friends, that's when life is successful. You got it. Yeah, that's the home run for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, it's, it's so easy too to get into the trap of, of, um, man, she just doesn't understand how hard it is. She, it's all, oh, look at poor me, all this work, all this stress, all this stuff. I need you to be a supporting wife and just be there for me when I need you and get out of my way when I need you out of my way and, you know, all those things. But man, that's a selfish perspective and, 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 but easy to get into. And, um, yep, yeah, we sure. Yep. Need to get, you need to give effort in that side of your life too. You got to balance that thing out. So. Yeah. They didn't sign up to get married or be in a relationship with you to be a punching bag or a fair weather right. friend. Right. That's not what it's about. They no. want to make sure that your priority is their relationship with you. Right. And that happens when you start to understand how they work and what their wiring is. And, uh, you know, that's, that was such a powerful concept for, for my relationship with my wife. And it's, it's allowed me to stay very present with her understanding that I can be most efficient instead of trying to, you know, constantly, 
um, do acts of service. And she's kind of like, that's nice, but it's not really, you know, ticking the box, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But then I found out that gifts and, you know, in the beginning, I'm kind of like, really, I got to buy you shit to make you happy. Damn. You know what I mean? And, then, yeah. and so she's like, then she had to sit me down as, you know, as, as a good wife would and sit you down and say, that's, it's not the buying of the gift. It can be a, a, a quarter, a little plastic ring if it has some kind of meaning to it, but it's, it's about the meaning and the thought process and that you're willing to take the time and that they, they wire a meaning to it. So that's when you're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. So right. now I'm not, you're not some materialistic bitch that just wants more stuff all the time. You know what I mean? That's not the case. It's right. more about you just want to know that you were thought about, especially when you're traveling or you're working or whatever. Like, oh, wow, he was thinking of me. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's huge. Yeah. So, and there it is again, actions, you know, just yep, look, find those little things. But man, that's so cool to, I got to tap back into that and find out. My wife is like that too. But see, it, it, she likes little gifts and things. So she likes to buy things. I took that because she and she has some bigger ticket things that she wants too. Mm -hmm. um, and and I interpreted that like, oh, okay, she loves it when when I buy her stuff or she loves material things. Um, oh shit, I better work harder. <laughs> totally, I took her love language and was like, oh well, I better stay away from the stay away from her longer to work harder to get more money, to buy her stuff, and then she'll be happy. But yeah. the most important thing was spending time and, yeah, and being present. Yeah. It is. Brother, I could talk to you all day long on this oh, subject, as, as you know, we can keep going here. Yeah. But uh, do you have any last thoughts you want to bestow on our listeners here before we wrap up? Yeah, just take a little audit, man. Take a self-audit. You know, be honest with yourself. And uh, we've all been through it and continue to go through it. There's no magic pill. There's no silver bullet. But um, look at your family situation and be honest, how much effort are you putting as much effort as you is, are into your business or in, in yourself too, man. Take care of yourself. Give yourself space. Give your family space. Give, Yeah, take a break. Um, and then when you're at work, boil it down, kick the living shit out of it, get in, get out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Start handing those hats off. Let yeah. other people do their stuff and let them have fun with it while you're out with your family doing your stuff. Cause that's what it's all about at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Wes, love and appreciate you, brother. Thank love you for you spending too, your most precious asset with us here, sharing your stories. And um, I hope everyone listening got something from this today. Again, you can get the, uh, the five love languages on Amazon um, or anywhere, really just go take a look at it if that's interesting to you. But just when you read it, that's great. And just make sure that your spouse reads it as well. And then you guys will come together as uh, maybe you go out to dinner one night and make it a date night, like where you kind of combine notes or check notes together and start giggling about you know what it's like and I'm, i've been married almost 20 years now wes you know what i mean and yeah. and it's my relationship just keeps getting better and better and yeah. better because we're communicating as you're starting to find too and it wasn't right. always perfect there was times especially when the kids were young that it was just, it was a freaking struggle right because right. there's so many things and that's a whole nother podcast but the reality right. is that um it's taking the time and making the priority the relationship you know yeah. and everything else the crazy part is you're not going to be taking from your business then because as you work your family better and better and everyone feels your presence and you're there and you're you're that person you should be anyway next thing you know your business starts to grow on its own it's the craziest thing that's but you, there's exactly faith involved right. in that yeah yeah exactly right yeah cool yeah all right brother i'm gonna let you go yes, everyone sir. out there 
thank you for listening here. Hopefully you got some value today. If you have any questions on this or uh, any other pointers, you can always reach out to me. Uh, hello at yes.express. We can, you know, we'd love to chat with you about things that are possibly uh, in your way in order to get you on a better journey and a better path. Wes, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to, to touch base with you? Uh, Facebook's good. Wes Roberts Landscaping on Facebook. And um, and I have a website too, westrobertslandscaping.com. So. Perfect. Perfect. So, so if you guys want to reach out to Wes and ask him any more questions based on what he t- said today, there you go. All right, guys. Keep living it. Get out there. Be dangerous. Focus on your family. We'll talk next week. Peace out.